Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? I was talking to them, not you. Oh, damn it. Sorry, how are you, Nick? I'm very well. And, <laughs> and if you're well too, do write in and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and every time it changes. Um, I am Nick Doody. And I am Carey Marks. Um, here we are. And if, if you disagree, please write in. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us who we really are. <laughs> Could never be too sure, to be honest. So it's a week since we done, did the last uh, podcast. Yep. It's fair to say I am not as drunk. Nick's more sober, but yeah. I have still had the requisite pint that Nick forces me to have. I had one too. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, <laughs> this isn't a trap. Mine was downed kind of fast, so uh-huh. I'm not going to down and drink fast I'm anymore. Bloody Mary in a glass of wine. It doesn't matter. I was eating. <laughs> I'm not weird. Write in and tell us what you're drinking. <laughs> yes, just... <laughs> This is rapidly becoming a, a podcast about people who are having arguments about <laughs> arguments about hot topics and different amounts of uh, on different amounts of inebriation. Yes, this is also how we we negate our uh, um, responsibility. <laughs> for the yeah, podcast. Exactly. By the way, I've had a drink. Yeah. In my defence. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we. Th- thought we would have a little talk about an interview that we've both seen. Yeah. To keep our, to stay consistent with what we do on this podcast is talk about things we know very little about because we saw one of, um, yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't be opinionated about a single video, um, which was about uh, this um, uh, psychologist, yeah. uh, Jordan B. Peterson. Yeah, he's, he's a Canadian clinical psychologist. Um, okay, what exactly is a clinical psychologist? I guess he's one who's not a theoretical psychologist. I just off the top of my head, he's one who actually has he he has um, patience, I think. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just you know carrying out experiments where they you know make you do maths next to a poo and see if you do more right wing maths. <laughs> 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 First of all, I know what right wing maths is. Well, you... I can believe the poo would influence it, even without knowing what it is. Um. Anyway, yeah, uh, he did an interview on his. He's got a book. Yeah, out. because it was, um, yeah. So, so that means he also can give advice on subjective improvement and, and so on and so social. Uh, I know. Yeah, and he he did a, a quite a famous course called self authoring, which is about right. sort of organising your life and planning your future and stuff like that. And right. Um. But he he's been a controversial figure for various reasons. I do have a hesitation with with, with um, statistics and analysis being used not just to understand a thing, but also to advise how to uh, uh, how people should behave, bearing all that in mind. But there's a slight reservation, but still, yeah. Well, I, it, I mean, it's, it sort of sides edges into self help a bit. Yes, it, it does. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. I, I agree with you, and I also... And I'm suspicious a... of all self-help, because I tried helping myself once, yeah. and it wasn't good. You're not the person to do it. <laughs> I said, how is it self-help if you're getting it from someone else's book? I'm <laughs> yeah. write my own self-help book, and then play that. <laughs> yeah. Or leave it unread right, on the shelf. Write your own book, of course. You should just get some blank pages and a pen. Yeah, there should be a name for that. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, he's got this book coming out. Uh, called something like it's something like 12, uh, 12 rules for life um how to avoid chaos something like that okay uh 
a better podcast would have the exact title of his book. Oh, hell with those kind of podcasts. Yeah, but he's he, he's doing the rounds at the moment, and he's uh, he's over in Europe, and I know he was, in, I think it was in Sweden and Holland, and at this point he was obviously in London. He did a British tour whilst he was here. Did he? Did he? <laughs> yes, whilst he was around. Well, he and, um, and appeared on Channel Four News. Yes, which is the interview that we we've both seen. And he was interviewed by Kathy Newman, and it's had quite a lot of reaction online. Yeah. And fallout. There's been uh, well, well, the, the Channel Four are claiming that she's had threats. I don't know if claiming is the right word. I think she had definitely the the one that's been named in a few articles is someone saying that they know where she lives, but it mm. might have just been a friend of hers. Yeah, that could just be like the property pages of the Evening Standard, going, yeah. and, it, and it's lovely. <laughs> There's the people calling her a bitch. Fifty people call her a bitch. I think. I, I, th- I read. I read it was more like five hundred. Oh, was it? But that was someone in the Guardian saying uh, that's five hundred unoriginal people, then, isn't it? Yeah, a quick search revealed at least five hundred messages calling her a bitch, which means that someone at the Guardian searched Kathy Newman bitch. Yeah, and got which is horrible. But also that if yeah. you do that, you don't know what context it was used in. I mean, I assume I'm going to guess it wasn't a pro Kathy. No, but there might context. be. If you get those ones, you also get people going. So you'll include ones of people saying. Don't call her a bitch. That's that's that, wrong. That's, that is true. I'm gonna, but shall we shall we credit maybe that journalists? Was, maybe that was most of them, and there was only one person who called her a bitch. Yeah. So one in Richard. Oh, this Kathy Newman's a bitch, and loads of people. Like, hey, you can't just go around calling Kathy Newman a bitch, and they all thought this was out of something like the fifty thousand tweets. So we're talking about something like one percent. One percent. of reactors thought she was a bitch. Which is still too much. But just putting just, it in perspective. It's, she doesn't come across as a bitch. I mean, I, that, that's the thing. Is I, that, that's so fucking predictable. No, not watching at all. anything. There's I, there's I think that bitchy is. about it. No, no, no. I don't mean it's predictable from watching this interview. I think it's it's just predictable when watching uh, an argument that's split roughly, split split either amongst along gender lines or among vaguely left right lines. Just people go berserk, and especially about women tend to just you know. It was a frustrating you know, interview to watch, though. It it's was quite cringy at times, and, and what what Kathy Newman does a lot through it, and and when I say a lot, I mean a great deal. Is she keeps saying, "So what you're saying is," and then says mm. something completely different to what to what he's saying, and it's uh, she's extrapolating. Um, extrapolating. Yeah, that's a word I've just coined. Okay. It's like extrapolation, but where you pollute the original figures and intention. Okay. There's an extrapolation. <laughs> Do you like it? <laughs> Yeah, sounds, yeah. Like, sounds like straw manning. <laughs> straw moaning. She's oh, straw yeah, moaning yeah. a lot. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of moaning goes on with the straw. Um, and, and it's and at times it's just nuts. I mean, I, I can't remember word for word the interview because I watched it once through whilst uh, having just got off a plane and so on. But um, it, it's equivalent to at one point he, he's saying along the lines of uh, we're fairly, uh, we have a similar, similar physiology to the lobster. And she's equivalent going, so what you're saying is women are lobsters. And you're going, no, I never said that. And going, so you wow. think all oh, women should be kept in tanks? Like, no, I didn't. And it, it feels like that kind of extreme, what are you listening to? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't recall those exact words. Those are, they did say were not her exact words. Yeah, yeah. But it, but... Was, it was that kind of uh, over the top, where on earth are you getting this from? You're, 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 she was so stuck on her agenda, she was trying to bring it round to that. And, and it did not relate to yeah. what he was saying. I, th- I think what came across a lot, especially if you've got a bit of familiarity with some of his positions, is that his positions were so alien to her that she couldn't really hear them when he was saying them. Yeah. And so he would say, for instance, that something like the gender pay gap has multiple complicated causes. 
<laughs> and she would she, hear that. She would be like, oh, you're saying we're all lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> I must re-watch it just to try and get in my head what the fuck the lobster thing is. Um, he was saying that, that, that we have the physiology, uh, same nervous system as a lobster. Um, that, I think at one point he said that you know, the lobster has been around for 150 lobster's been around for 150 million years. And then she said something like, "So you're saying that I'm 150 million years old, are you?" It was. I, it was can can I say grounds. for the record, I feel that Carrie is unfairly besmirching <laughs> Kathy Newman here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but I mean, I think he was just saying that because she's got embarrassingly claw-like hands. <laughs> I think he was using the lobster partly metaphorically. If, if not, you know, even then it was a bit of a stretch. But he was saying that lobster's been around for 150 million years and that it's got the similar uh, physiology and the same nervous system. And if you, it, it reacts to antidepressants in the same way as okay. uh, humans do, and so on. So, and also that the main point is making that what he was trying to say is not we should be based on the lob- lobster, but the <laughs> the, the the lobster, even something as old as that, yeah. um, has uh, hierarchical systems which reflect human hierarchical systems, which is also seen okay, throughout so, the so animal he's suggesting, and so He's suggesting that basically we shouldn't expect to have evolved that much recently. Are you saying Can I haven't say evolved that much recently? Revo- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just turn around and tell you you're not revolving enough. Um, it's a bit weird to bring up lobsters out of nowhere. Worse, surely like a chimp or a bonobo would be a closer. He didn't bring it up example. out of nowhere. She brought it up out of nowhere. Does it just suddenly comes up? I mean, it was it's in his book, but right. Okay, I think he even mentions during the interview what a what a strange segue that was. Uh, he giggles <laughs> at it at that point. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I, the, I, I, I've got to say, I'm not. I, I, I'm looking Kathy Newman's interview, but mm. not in a way that she ever deserved to get insults and abuse. Um, which is sad, but at the same time, I'm not even taking his side. I don't know his stuff well enough. I just watched that one uh, interview where I think he was talking scientifically and everything made yeah. sense. I, d- I do think the gender pay gap is uh, based on a whole load of factors and you can't simply say it's sexism and then have a rest. Yeah, and, and that's not the answer it. to everything. Which is one of the, yeah, it's one of the things that always makes me... as. as as a you know a rationalist, I wouldn't say as a scientist because I'm not a scientist, but how I see the scientific uh, project is to try and find out the truth by uh, doubt and experimentation and trying to disprove things um, rather than assuming them as true and then proceeding totally. from the assumption. And the problem I think with a lot of what's going on at the moment, especially on on you know this is such a broad term, but there's sort of broad liberal left, especially to do with uh, gender and feminism and things like that, is that it is assumed that a certain number of things are true. Everything else follows from those things. And if you doubt any of them, then you're some sort of bigot. Whereas... Which is a if, really worrying way to do Well, it's science. really unscientific. To me, it puts it in line with, with Christian science, where there's, there's already a conclusion. And, and I think science, science scientists have realised that they have to fight against their own bias for a long time. And I don't think we're successful in doing that yet. I think human bias is, is very yeah. strong, but that's where the scientific method has come from, double-blind tests. Uh, exactly. And, you know, methods, and also uh, peer reviews so that people can constantly question stuff, which is actually a really interesting process that someone will come up with something, there's evidence, but it has to go through a process where <coughs> lots of people do, as you're saying, try and disprove it first. Uh, yeah, but that's what you do. That's what you do with a thesis, right? If you have, you have totally. some thesis like... Um, whatever, homeopathy works, or that uh, 
gravity works on the same mass independent of volume or something like that. Yeah. You then think, right, what would disprove that? And yes. then you do that thing. This all how society works. It's why, it's why change doesn't get out of control too fast. Because and that's why the left wing and the right wing in itself are, are important. Because there has to be a drive for change, and there also has to be a, 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 a position to slow that down, so that it doesn't, yeah. uh, so that every thought doesn't instantly get over it, become overexcited, and uh, uh, and and mass sudden change can be very dangerous. Yeah, that's that's a weird point when you kind of realise that, isn't it? If you have you have a bunch of thoughts and you thought. And you realise that if everybody else thought like you, that would be a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, is yeah. A, an awful realisation to go through yes. on some level. Because you, you just immediately have to value your own opinions oh, far less. I'd be lovely for a week. Just have everyone think like me. Exactly like you. I would, I would like that. Picking arguments about lobsters and revolving all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this is hateful. <laughs> but I agree with you. But there's the problem is that a lot of the science that I'm, well, I, I even hesitate calling it a lot of science because I don't agree with it. Anything I don't agree with isn't science. <laughs> um, and a lot of it is, and, and so Peterson gets called an anti-feminist by the newspapers. Yeah. He doesn't call himself an anti-feminist. In fact, he resists that term. Yeah. But on the other hand, it, is it anti-feminism if you're disagreeing with what's coming out of, uh, or the dogma of feminism if you're disagreeing with uh, um, what's coming from gender studies? Does that make you anti-feminist? You might still agree with core values of feminism. Yes, and you might. Although he he seems to disagree just in a different way. Sorry, he seems to agree with a lot of the qualities of feminism, but in a, in quite a different way to Kathy Newman. Say so he he is in favour of uh, equality of opportunity, but not necessarily forced equality of outcome. Yeah, and he, in fact, he thinks that forced equality of outcome is a very very bad thing. I think we get confuse a lot between equality and fairness, and people seem to think they're the same thing. Right. You know. So where we talk about. For example, uh, I know if there's a few people in the room and there's a chocolate cake and I split it up and I give some a couple of people smaller pieces, yeah. that that's unequal. Um, and at that point, it might also be unfair. But if I put the chocolate cake out and people choose what slices they want and they end up with different size slices, that, that isn't unfair. It sure. might still be unequal, but it might be that some people don't like chocolate cake and some some with you know, diabetes or whatever, we- uh, so they're not having any. That sounds a lot like the point he was making about Scandinavian countries, right? Where he said you have unprecedented equality of opportunity between the sexes. Yeah. But if you look at the jobs that people go into, they're unusually skewed. Even yes. in Western Europe, that, that you, you know, engineering is very male dominated and nursing is very female dominated. I, I think those are the examples he gave. And I, I don't know how true that is, but I assume, but that's a checkable. Oh, fact. I think the figures are true. Um, I've, I've read other studies saying the same thing, but we don't. Uh, till, still, to some extent, we might say women are choosing industries where they'll be more around women, or because they don't feel welcome in an industry that's that's so loaded with men. But the sure. choices seem to be a lot fairer in those egalitarian societies, and therefore, um, it, you've got to read something, and you've got to ask why, because it, yeah. it would become. Uh, if loads of women wanted to do uh, engineering, I think we would. I don't think something would be holding them back. I don't think that that would be enough of a fear. No, you wouldn't have thought so. I mean, I I um, I did language at university, and that's that's uh, uh, that's a subject that a lot more uh, women go into than other subjects. I had a friend at the same time doing physics, uh, for whom I think there was one woman doing physics in his year. Right. And she was, you know, completely animated. She was the only female 
doing it. Whereas ours, ours was actually in my in my college about half and half, but typically languages um, attract women more. Medicine tends to, and that, I mean there are there are demonstrably whole uh, professions where women are doing extremely well. So the one he mentions in the interview, Peterson mentions uh, the more physicians. You know, there are plenty of female physicians doing really well. Um, accountants as well. Accountancy right. is one of those. But I, 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 as far as I know, I think there is still a gender pay gap in, in a lot of those. Yeah. The likelihood that it would naturally work out absolutely equal is, would be amazing. Yeah. Um, with, without having systems to make sure it does that. But I, I really hesitate with, uh, with, look, with, with trying to make the outcomes uh, match up. I don't see how... What I'm saying is well, you, you might end up with equality. You may not end up with fairness. You may not be, end up with the people who are willing to work the hardest and, uh, sure. and who, who are willing to sacrifice their own lives for it, which might well be that men are more willing to do that. And, and one of the other factors that Peterson puts is that uh, agreeableness is one of the things that stops people from reaching the high exec- executive levels, um, which I think is very probably true. There may be truth. I heard a podcast the other day, though, it was about um, whether there's a linguistic difference between men and women, whether we speak differently. Um, like do women uh, tend to, you know, and are they are they taught, are they socialised into this? Are they taught to uh, express opinions in a more kind of roundabout way and just, oh, well, I heard, are you sure? You know, rather, whereas men are like to be more blunt about the, I think this. And there seems to be some truth to that. But also... We're more this, passive, you mean? This profess... Um, less likely to sort of put themselves out there in terms of stating their opinion. And that... Which that makes may women lovely, be, right? Right, but. it makes nicer, but it, there's probably two sides of it as well, which is that uh, people react badly to women who do that. Right. And that, I mean, at one point you just got to go, all right, you found these are the cases, but that, isn't that sexism? <laughs> um, not if they're reacting to the same way to men who are agreeable. But if it's just more of a trait that you're going to find amongst women, I know lots of alpha women um, and alpha men who who I'm quite aware of their alphaness. Yeah, around, okay. And, and see that they're uh, some, you know, I think, I think a certain amount of arrogance, a certain amount of self-belief does push the top people buy into it. Donald Trump being a, a prime example of uh, what I would see as a great deal of emptiness covered by uh, a tremendous amount of self, self-belief <laughs> and arrogance. And, and non-agreeableness. Yeah, yeah, he's not at all agreeable. Um, but she, um, there's a professor of linguistics, I think Oxford professor of linguistics, I can't remember the name, who, who said, and then you have what we sometimes call uh, the competence-agreeableness problem, <laughs> which was that um, the more competent uh, a woman is seen to be, the less agreeable she is also perceived as being. But that uh, that really? might be that she's okay. that might be that she actually is less agreeable, yeah. Or the, or yeah. that that the fact that you know it may be that a a causes b or b causes a, but it may be that a and b are both caused by z. You know, and right. z might be that if you if you are really pushing in your career and you're getting on, a people will think you're more competent, but b they'll find you more pushy and less agreeable. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. that strikes me as quite conceivable anyway I'm sure that also agreeableness is very useful in certain industries and not necessarily in others you know yeah um, you know if you're a top level banker or whatever being being pushy and getting your way might be very helpful but not not necessarily where your, your business is people uh, and that's you know the, the main currency is keeping customers happy 
so I, I don't know. I, I don't. I think I'm quite agreeable. I don't think that's really helped me in my business. I see a lot of people who go through this no, business fast who are just aggressive at marketing and self belief. It probably helps you in some bits of the business and not in the business parts of the business. <laughs> I don't know. I think being non-agreeable would actually help more. We've talked before about uh, aligning yourself with a like being a anti-feminist or a feminist and or conservative or a, um, a liberal. Oh, and making taking that, a tribe. Yeah, make, and making where we started with the, with the podcast is that by declaring a tribe, you're going to get a much bigger following by being agreeable. Yeah, yeah, it's all a bit meh. See, this is why I think I like agreeable people. I like people who, you know, can argue too, but this to is why you need an agent. This is the, the idea. I mean, for me, the ideal combination like is is a lovely, lovely comedian who's very funny and an absolute shark of an agent. Yeah, every time pushed, someone complains about my agent with anything, I'm just like, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm paying her for. Wow. So you're being disagreeable <laughs> by proxy. I am. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think thing is what you need to do. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think it's. Uh, I think our starting point then in in understanding. Um, where we're socialised is, is to look at where we're not. And I think that's the problem with a lot of what's coming out of um, gender studies for me is it's ignoring where we are. You yeah. Know? Uh, which there certainly <coughs> seems to be a large number or a large percentage of innate characteristics um, that are in men and women. And a recent study that I just read today actually showed that, and this has been known with primates, um, but not this one was done with primates in the wild, and it's found that chimpanzees. Uh, actually play with dolls they they they, they oh, raise right. they raise sticks <laughs> this is great <laughs> female chimpanzees look after they carry sticks around with them and they look after them like babies is that because they've done not all of them but there's certainly a large number of them and the males don't they've done that class at school to see how long they can look, look after a stick <laughs> yeah it's funny <laughs> they call it mr stick <laughs> little baby stick and then when they try and dress it and stuff they wouldn't get a dress so they're stupid <laughs> feet, <laughs> 20 feet they stick a banana <laughs> <laughs> Teach their stick to climb a tree. Play a game when a massive stick is captured and taken to New York and runs a mock. <laughs> but that comes from somewhere. If, if if primates in the wild are behaving like that, yeah, then there has to be something innate that uh, that causes that. So yes, people to, don't to suggest that, say, it's socialization. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or rather, they probably do. But you know, you can argue that animals often do have a patriarchy or a matriarchy, and none of us go. Well, if they just adjusted their rules, you know. <laughs> but that, I, I, I and I'm sure that, the ones at the top aren't very agreeable. I found that if, I've if never meet... met an agreeable <laughs> chimp who was in charge. No, nor have I. So we agree on that. <laughs> I, I, I've met I've met people before, uh, in particular uh, people who've done sort of Marxist theory, who essentially believe that most differences between people are societal. Most uh, yeah. differences between gender roles and things like that are all, yeah. all completely societal, and they're just. And some people go so far as to claim that the physical differences between the sexes, so you know, so, so men being strong and women is just because. Oh, because it's, it's encouraged yeah, totally. to play differently. Um, and, construct. Je- um, an, another study came out a while ago from uh, gender studies showing that men are taller than women because of constructivism. Wow. We're just told to be. That, <laughs> We're encouraged. I, I, I'd love to see that. Yeah. But that. that to me, it's clearly nonsense. I'm just not true at all. There's an element of it that's working backwards. It's like it's like someone going to watch basketball and saying, "Oh, basketball makes you tall," you know, right. rather than realizing the factors that the yeah yeah yeah, yeah choose absolutely. to play basketball. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, the, um, there's an Although interview. Although I can't prove that basketball doesn't make you tall, of course. 
I reckon you can. Well, that stretch, <laughs> I reckon stretch there's a way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I, I was looking to Jordan Peterson. I found an interview he did on a Canadian TV show that's worth, worth a lot. Like he's on against a gender studies uh, teacher or professor who claims right out of the gate that there's actually no biological difference between the sexes. Right. And then goes, I can unpack this at great length if we had time, but in the interest of time, I won't. But trust me, I've studied the history of medicine. Not even, I, I, I'm, not even I am a medic or a physician. Yeah. I have studied the history of medicine. And just listen to that. You go, well, I would love you to unpack that because yes, that would, at yeah. face value is fucking nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. That's just not true at all. That's like you have you not heard of chromosomes? Yeah. Or balls. <laughs> or But these are more I think what's going on with Jordan Peterson is more the social issues though. It's, it's uh he, he shot to fame. I don't know, as I say, I've not seen anything else he's done. I don't, I don't want to take any sides on, on uh yeah. how interesting or useful his studies are, but certainly I thought he was interesting during the Kathy Newman uh, interview. I thought he handled it really well. He he didn't for, for all the accusations about him, he, he wasn't uh, being forceful. He was just being quite nice and I thought reasonably uh, charming under fire. I, I, uh, I, th- I, I thought so as well. I thought he was, yeah, he was very reasonable. He spoke to her like a, an adult. And a couple of times I thought if you weren't aware... So he says agreeableness and probably would have made his point better if he said a psychological trait known as agreeableness. Yeah, maybe. Because but he, he, he says, well, we, 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 you know, women are more agreeable than men. And that just sounds like, uh, women are rushing. To be fair, he's rushing to get sentences in, though. Because yeah, he's yeah, constantly okay. saying, so you mean, um, you're trying to say that. But I'm he, lost. Um, when he says that, though, he says there's a whole load of traits. He says that he was just picking on one. And that yeah, sort yeah. of became uh, sort of like the one really fast in the interview. But where he came to shot to fame was over um, transgender pronouns. Um and that was also came up in the interview is that, is that uh, he is, and it, this is interesting is because I, I don't know the exact terms of the law uh, that was brought out in Canada, but yeah, saying yeah. that um, and I, I think that you, it's, is it illegal not to use transgender this, pronouns this for transgender C-16? people if they want it or something? I don't understand that transgender people haven't all had a big meeting and decided this has come from universities and some transgender people want transgender pronouns. Uh, and some people want to go further and have uh, and get rid of pronouns altogether, um, which really what what one um, one school of thought now is that you just keep repeating the person's name. So it's like uh, Nick goes into Nick's house and Nick takes off his clothes and Nick puts Nick's finger up Nick's bum. So in that one, you wouldn't I, know whether that exact example was that necessary. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a good example. Because in that example, we don't know whether there's one Nick or two Nicks. <laughs> we don't know whether you have your finger up your own bum. And we also or don't you know if Kerry should have bum. knocked before he walked in. <laughs> How am I supposed to tell the story? Kerry should have knocked before How am I supposed Kerry to walked in. Oh, Nick. Um, it's not a good answer. It gets kind of complicated. No. And, and, the, and also, is my wife's bum really my bum? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have, to, I have to rush to do a show. We can't um, leave this on you fingering your bum. <laughs> that was an argument about uh, about pronouns. Surely that's not what it comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> Should we pick this up another time then? 
Yeah, I mean, we've left out a controversial possessive pronoun, my. Is my bum just the bum on me? Or is my wife's bum also my bum because of our very strange wedding vows? <laughs> uh, I do remember that at your wedding. It was really awkward <coughs> when that came up. Yeah, yeah. The, the celebrant refused to say it at first. Yeah. Why just the bum, everyone thought? <laughs> also, what's with that dress? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Uh, as, as always, you know, if you, if you have any uh, uh, thoughts or opinions or there's anything you'd like us to talk about. Uh, if you'd like to hear more about Nick's bum, let us know. Yeah. Um, we'll let you know. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>